0: Welcome to the Moonshine Jesus Show brought to you by progressivechristianity.org. We are glad to be back with you this week and apologize for technical difficulties that we had last week. Such is the age that we live in.
1: Yes. like uh,
0: Electronics are wonderful when they work. When they work. Uh, <laughs> so they're working this week, and we will knock on wood that they continue to work throughout the show. So I'm Caleb, and I'm
1: here with my friend Mark. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm doing great, Caleb. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to see people tuning in. Uh, and while we've got folks, just a reminder, today we're talking about, don't look up, and if you would leave questions for us, cause the last part of this podcast, we're going to go to your questions. We'll call your name out and answer your question. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I can't Absolutely. wait to talk about don't look up. Yes, uh, And
0: I can't wait to hear if you're drinking an apocalyptic themed cocktail. Today.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, I, this is going to feel like a cheat to everyone. Uh, okay, Mark. But it comes out of my very well-known love of bourbon. Yeah. So, about four years ago reports started coming out as as we were having climate change and people becoming more and more aware of it which don't look up at least in large part is about that and a few other things um that it's going to it's going to change bourbon Mm. because one of the part of the process of bourbon uh besides being in kentucky and there being a particular kind of water that's used and climate change is going to change what that water looks like so that's going to change the chase say it ain't so right it, and it gets stored in barrels in what they yeah. call rick houses yeah and they're kind of open air so yeah it's the flavor we get now is based on the fluctuations in temperature in kentucky right now and the the liquid going in and out of the wood and evaporating at a particular rate well it's going to be evaporating faster it might come in and out of the wood faster or slower um anyway
0: you gotta are- up.
1: Uh, yeah, bourbon's not going to taste the same. Right. So I am going with my favorite. It's a neat glass of uh, of one of my favorite go-tos. It's four roses, small batch, mm-hmm. uh, because I want to enjoy this flavor while I can
0: I, I love that. That's one of my favorites, too. I love that. Uh, and I am I'm somehow had a feeling that you were going to be drinking bourbon neat whenever you said <laughs> it's kind of a cheat. I thought if it's the end of the world, I know what Mark's drinking.
1: You're right. 100 percent. Won't yeah. be anything fancy. It'll be a good, decent bourbon with nothing. Yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. So what about you, though? I'm, okay. I'm curious about your creative mind here.
0: Okay. So I am drinking a a drink called an apocalyptic bourbon. Okay. Okay? So, so it's got, but it it says bourbon, but it's a combination of several things. So it's equal parts, uh, bourbon, peppermint schnapps, vodka, and Kahlua. And uh, it's pretty good. So I mixed this up last week for our show and I drank all of that. And I've, I've had that I've had it since then. Okay. I, so
1: I've enjoyed this. It's, it's good enough good. that you're going to repeat this.
0: It, that's right. Uh, it's oh, okay. good
1: enough for the end of the world. There right? we go. There we go. It actually sounds delicious to me, too. I tell you what, uh, I am so excited.
0: Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus show where today we are talking about the Netflix movie Don't Look Up and it is a movie about a comet racing towards earth and scientists trying to get somebody, anybody (laughs) to care. Mm. It is now nominated for multiple Oscars and it was four different Oscars and it was both simultaneously the funniest movie and the most devastating movie that I have seen in a very long time. Uh, and there are lots of villains, I think, in the movie, Mark. But I want to start off by talking about I'm the not person sure this- who
1: is the worst. The worst? Oh. The
0: worst. And that's uh, General Themes, charging <laughs> for free snacks at the White House. That was, that <laughs> can was... you believe this and uh and they just couldn't let that go because they <laughs> jennifer lawrence's character could not let it go that this three-star general oh was charging yeah. for snacks that were free at the white house
1: it was absolutely hysterical and what i mean you know, I think she came to the conclusion that it must be some kind of a, uh, a a power play. A power play. Yeah, that's right. For me, it's just being a jerk. So I mean,
0: there's no power play in that. Why would he? He's a three-star general. He, <laughs> he works at the Pentagon. Why would he charge us for free snacks? She's right. sitting there getting ready to watch the end of the world and can't let like go of the general charging for free snacks. So true. So
1: and, and that is just one of the many great little comedic moments. It, it's such a weird it's feeling funny. watching this show, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's a lot of great comedy in this. It's I mean, it's there, hilarious. There, there's just a lot. I mean, Jonah Hill alone is fantastic, it, and then the laughs that he gets. Right, but Donald but the Donald Trump Jr. kind of character. Exactly. exactly. Oh, very much, very much. <laughs> and I think we we're going to get to a little of that, particularly uh, when we get to the political part of of, uh, of our episode here. But, uh-huh. but um. I just it was such a weird emotion trying to be laughing you're laughing it's funny but then you realize this isn't funny at all like this is, is too real right and you start realizing the more you start realizing how much of a social commentary is going on here social commentary about media about yeah. uh, uh folks who 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 have some willful ignorance social uh mm-hmm commentary about celebrity um, um um the way that that world functions and what's important and even like making money off of tragedy i mean it's 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 crazy yes and uh, it's so real right because right. we have seen
0: uh, we have seen scientists try to get people to care about things like climate change right. like you were talking about for decades and it's been like well, can we really get anyone to care? And so here in this in this movie, which I'm imagining maybe a few more people have seen than maybe have seen some of the other things we're mm-hmm. talking about. So I, I hope some of you have and you make some comments on that. But, you know, it, we, we see scientists saying the comet is coming towards Earth. We even see at, at certain points people saying, well, how sure are you? It is 100 percent, 100 percent sure that this is coming towards Earth. And nobody cares.
1: Well, not even not only that. They're in the Oval Office and they tell the the president, we're 100% certain. And the president goes, don't say that. Never say 100%. Yeah. She's like, well, it's 99.78%. She's like, it's, oh, so. It's not for sure. So it's, it's not it's for not sure.
0: sure. I was like, no, that <laughs> is for sure. Well, scientists never like to say 100%. Well, no, here's how we we're going to play this. Here's the spin we're going to put on it. Amazing. <laughs> and so you can see the how the political mind works, yeah. right? People just right. wanting to hang on to power and not being able to acknowledge this, the, the fact that a comet is 100% going to destroy <laughs>
1: everybody on earth well and and i think part of the you know there's so many great things okay let's go back adam yeah. mckay wrote and directed this yes um it's been nominated for four oscars uh best original screenplay best picture uh best score and best editing right and we're trying to look at oscar nominees this month yeah we're, we're looking for oscar nominees uh throughout the month or and and hopefully as the oscars happen we'll, we'll hit one of the winners um but he said, and I'm I'm curious to see. Well, one, he said originally this was uh all about uh climate uh, climate change. Climate change yeah. Um but he put it away just before he hadn't quite finished it, hadn't gone yeah. into development, and he put it away just before COVID hit. Yeah. And so during COVID, he pulled it back out and put some COVID kind of tip of the hat kind of things mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. in, in there as well. But he said in the interview that this whole movie is about and i want to get your take on this. Yeah. And it's, it's a great phrase, distracted in action.
0: That that's a, okay, so that's a wonderful phrase. For, yeah. <laughs> right because we find ourselves unable to concentrate on on things that really matter. And I, the okay, so i think the the great case in point for this in the show is whenever they're on national tv, they're on that that talk show, right? And you right. Uh, talked about the celebrity culture uh hints here, hints and nods, winks right. and nods here, uh, of the stuff that makes no difference that's going on in the right. world, right? Like whether a couple is together or not. And right. here you've got scientists come on and say the world is going to end. The the there is a comet hurling towards Earth, right? And uh, and the host of that wanting them to put a positive spin on it uh, like well, that's like, not real happy and Jennifer like Lawrence's character, light right here okay? what is this? yeah keep things light just keep it light right And Jennifer Lawrence's character is like, maybe uh, the destruction <laughs> of the planet isn't supposed to be fun.
1: <laughs> but she loses it. Just she as she should. It. I mean, she right. she is she's working on a PhD. She knows what she's right. talking about. She's the one that discovers she's the comet. Right. Uh, her her professor's there along with her, but she's really kind of the show here. And yeah. and everyone's being dismissive of. We're about to lose the the world is going to end, people. And she loses her mind. And in <laughs> such, I'm going to say, uh, 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 United States fashion in terms of our entertainment world. Yeah. She becomes a meme for crazy people. Like, <laughs> yes, like it's not, it's not. Oh my God, that was passionate, and so maybe we should slow down and really listen. It, it immediate, like, well, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't lose your mind like that, and so you're now a crazy person, and memes go crazy immediately, and everyone looks at her strange when she's out in public, and, and just cut undercutting all of the very well earned uh, credit that that mm-hmm. a person of her status should have.
0: That's right. And so and then the the folks who arrange this media appearance, right? They look at the viewership of the show right. to determine how effective they were huh. as, as as they were proclaiming the end of the world. Well, we saw an upkit uh, an uptick as Kate kind of lost it, as Jennifer Lawrence's character kind of lost right. it here. But uh, uh, but but that was kind of a disaster. And then the rest of it was kind of flat. It's a dead story and nothing's going to happen. You all promised us a winner. The world is ending, people, and
1: you can't get anyone to right. care. <laughs> and, and, then, and what really gets anyone interested yep. in that segment at all is that DiCaprio is playing the professor, yeah. And uh, while he was nervous at first, he kind of gets a, under a little control, and uh, people start tweeting about an—I don't even know how to pronounce it—an Alf, an A-I-L-F. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, <laughs> the astronomer, I'd like. Astronomer, to- I'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's what actually gets them any attention is is that he that he's kind of like attractive, and not exactly. what he said, not that he's you know, it's just. And, and it just, he makes a joke, right? Like maybe I should have given her that Prozac uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, <that's true. laughs> before the She show. loses it.
1: That's true. But, that's true. Right.
0: And, and the and but the attractive what... the attractive host it starts flirting with him, like, oh, I like you, right? And they end up having an affair, uh, you know, off yeah. camera. Oh, and absolutely. Then, yeah. It's and she plays up on that. Then you're right. That's what gets people to care. <laughs> that's a why they bit. care at all. That's That. Yeah. Right.
1: And, yeah. And, and and there's so many things in this fi- film. That point out things that go on right now that we yeah. really kind of we all are aware of, but we really don't yeah. care about enough. We don't under we, yeah. we don't stop to think long enough how damaging it is to let that be the important thing. And maybe no. part of it is because, and you you tell me, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's because life is really just that freaking hard, and there's so many nightmares that happen in and out. We have so many small deaths in our lives and and try yeah. to figure out i mean it's why resurrection is, is such an important theme in general yeah. um maybe this this distracted in action is a a, a a a an inborn need to not have the world feel like it's just collapsing in on you i, I don't know yeah
0: yeah maybe uh i i think we certainly use uh, Uh, some of the stuff as a distraction for some of the things that are going on in our Mm -hmm. lives. I do think that it was interesting that, and I I think we've talked about this before, Mark, but that in the, at the height of COVID, whenever everyone was, was separated and we had kind of this racial reawakening in the country, that there was in the death of George Floyd, you know, that there was just a moment where we didn't allow ourselves to be quite so distracted. Well, yes. we weren't quite so distracted with, with all of the stuff that doesn't matter. And we focused on really how race has really been at the heart of what we needed to address in this country for decades. And we just wouldn't give it the attention that it needed. And so yeah. when we paused for a moment, and we actually focused on something that was important. We started to see some real, change, at least awakening and, and the beginning of some change. So. Yeah uh, some systemic change, right. To call out like policing and the need for community, uh, policing. And, and so I, I think that's a challenge that as, as we go back to life as normal, I know it's different in different parts of the country, different places are going, uh, you know, different ways, but, uh, how, how do we pay attention? Uh, and how do we focus on what really matters? Uh, I I don't know if it's important or or not.
1: And where's the balance in it? Like, um, Right. Making sure you're paying attention and, and being aware and actually reacting to facts, because I mean, part of this is yeah. this intentional ignorance. Um, yeah. But h- how far do you go? Like, do you block it all yeah. the way out and, and live in this dream world that's not not real in any way? And and yeah. and damn the the consequences of it, you know. Um, and then, as you were speaking, and I, yeah. there's this meta moment that just happened for me. Tell me. So, something. we're doing a podcast uh, uh, about being distracted and we're we talk about the fact that it's important that we stay engaged and keep people interested uh when maybe this is a show maybe we should just be really serious and going listen people we are messing up like the, yes no it's ending, change, people. but it's more about the fact that we get so easily distracted when we shouldn't be maybe we should be like getting super focused I, uh So look, Mark, I think there's I think you're right. I think
0: there's a balance. And I think that there is some uh, benefit to escapism. Mm -hmm. And I also think that especially when we're talking about about church and theology, uh, there's something powerful about connecting pop culture and what people experience in their daily lives. Absolutely. With. Theology and what's going on in the world because it makes it more relatable. It makes and it's it easier more it's, to connect and understand. It, is, it
1: is a modern narrative theology, is what, what this really is. It's, yeah. it's using, using narrative to talk about the things that are actually important and providing safe spaces to engage in that. When you're talking about the yeah. pure facts, it can be scary, it can be overwhelming, and sometimes it can be expressed on a level that we're just not capable of quite understanding. Yeah. doing it through story, doing it through pop culture, it certainly gives a wider space and for more people from a variety of backgrounds to engage and, and kind of understand uh, uh, the topics that are being talked about. Speaking of topics, we need to get on to some theological and political topics. So absolutely, I suggest we hit, hit the drop again and come back uh, and, and, and talk about some of those things. Sounds great. Good. <laughs> welcome back to the moonshine jesus show so caleb is yep. very hard it's impossible they basically mm-hmm. hit you in the face with it that uh meryl streep's character is the female version of, of trump yes she has the trump child right there uh-huh. helping run wears the red hat a couple of times and oh yep. uh, it's just and, and it's. <laughs> uh, I, I mean jonah hill talks about when they're on tour like promoting this on, uh-huh. on the tour for promoting this he talks about how it was so funny that he always was calling Merle Street the goat and she thought that he was calling her a farm animal. She didn't understand <laughs> the goat the And he loves telling that story. Come on, but Merrill. the fact yeah. is, this role, if any role, and this sounds weird because it's such a comedy and and and, uh-huh. and satire, if any role proves how much because she's very liberal, like yes, right. Yeah. If any role play shows how much she is the goat. Yeah, this she's amazing. has to be it, right? Oh, she's amazing. She's i
0: i she's amazing in everything she's in. But yeah, she plays that Trumpian character uh, to its to its fullest, and I, and it produces a lot of comedy. It helps us see kind of the the narrative of what's going on in the country. I I appreciate that, and and she does a, a wonderful job. I also I appreciate how they drew out that this character is exploiting religion too, to appeal to the base. Right. So I love why it's, uh, when she's trying to convince everyone to get on board with the plan, right? She says, may Jesus Christ bless every one of you especially the honorable members of my own party <laughs> you know there's this this really big uh, this big line where we we see her ex- exploiting the masses exploiting wow. religion for her own benefit uh, just like trump did i mean it yeah. was clear that trump didn't have a religious bone in his body i mean during his campaign right uh, your church mark presbyterian church usa the right. uh, stated clerk wrote a letter saying this guy, isn't, uh, don't associate him with our church, no. <laughs> uh, even though even though he says he's a member. Uh, no way, he doesn't seem right. to know anything about the Bible, and so <laughs> no, I yeah, I, I think that uh, we do, We see him exploit uh, religion because it's important to, uh, you know, the people who are going to vote for him, and she well, does I, same and thing I, in the movie. Yeah,
1: and I think religion. Uh, you know, it turns out that outside of exploiting religion, religion was a late fault in the writing of this script. It was a producer that came back uh, to Adam McKay and said, um, "Listen, where's where's faith in this?" Yeah, um, and Adam McKay thought about it. And was what well, I was? Oh yeah, I don't have to do the denominational stuff. Like straight up faith. What? How do we talk right. about this? You know? Mm-hmm. And so they put in the character of of Yule, played by uh, Timothy Chalamet, who's yeah. brilliant in this role. He and, is. and it and it does. I think there is this. There's so many levels of commentary going on in the movie. And one of them really is this kind of comparison Mm -hmm. of, of how to approach religion. Um, You have uh, the, I'm trying to think of her name. Jennifer Lawrence's character goes home for instance, when all of this is happening and uh, goes, parents have locked the door.
0: Right. No politics in
1: our house. Yeah, no politics in our house. Uh we, we, we believe in the jobs this con's going to create. <laughs> like just delivering what's clearly aligned that someone on Merle Street's people, uh uh-huh. you know, her character's people the it and people spitting yep. it back at her. Mm-hmm. Uh but they're but you know, it's it's a it's assumed though that they're a good solid Christian family. I think that there was mm-hmm. a point that maybe General Lawrence's character actually says that. So you've got that. You've got the use and abuse of of, of leveraging uh, uh, Christianity and religion that you see in the political side of it. And then you got Chalamet's character who yeah. says, you know, my parents were really diehard uh, evangelicals who attended church all the time. That went for right. me, but I've kind of found my way to it, which is code language for spiritual but not religious. Right. Which is where a lot of the world in. With good reason, we see uh, tracking. That's where the, the largest growth in uh, religion right now happens to be, is in the spiritual, but not religion. And, and and I yeah. think it's really lovely. His character was the character that got added in. Hmm. And yeah. I love the balance that it creates in terms of ways of approaching how we go about doing religion and theology.
0: Yes, and especially that last scene that he's in, right? So he ends up playing kind of the spiritual heart of the the scene where the world is ending, right? right. Spoiler alert here, they they don't fix the problem. They don't they're too concerned with other things and yeah. they can't stop the comet from coming. Coming. And so the this group of scientists along with Yule, uh who Jennifer Lawrence is Character is kind of engaged to, uh because the world's why in not? the, the world's end. Gonna blow up. Why, why not, right? <laughs> so he's a spiritual heart, and I love this final scene. Uh, best scene in the movie, right? For for a theologian, right? They're they're yeah, gathered around lot, the table. A lot
1: to dig into there.
0: There's a lot, they're having their last supper, and you know, they around they the table that, together.
1: That's right. Just uh, you a know, sharing the life. meal, kind of a and they're not gotta, talking about the end of the world. No, he's got his family there. He's got associates there. He's got a new friend from the government there. Like all these people from different walks of life, all of them confess ultimately to pretty much not be religious. Right. Except for Shalamet's character. And like you said, they're sitting there as the world is beginning to literally fall apart. Yeah. And they're just having conversation about uh, this perfect way of making coffee. Like, yeah. All the of pie. a sudden, there's this hyper yeah. focus on what what really matters. Like, here we are about to end all life. Yeah. Let's just, they naturally seem to drill in on these little joys, these little perfect moments of life. And they've got the best line for
0: that. I, he said, Leonardo DiCaprio's character says, the thing of it is, we really did have everything when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Right. I th- I mean, that's great to say, yeah. like, h- what are those things that we appreciate in life or that we often don't appreciate in life that are just a part of our our everyday life that we overlook? And here he's gone. He's gotten really famous. He's had this affair with the celebrity. Right. And right. at the end of it, he recognizes that, man, this is the family. I, I had everything right here this was all that was important sharing is sitting down at the family dinner table together and sharing this meal together this is what life is about right and And, and it's
1: important it's important to note that just before that scene Mm -hmm. uh uh, leonardo dicaprio's uh character gets a call from the president who he was briefly on that staff Mm -hmm. um and says hey it turns out this amazing, wonderful character that's played by—I'm going to try to get his name—Mark Rylance, who's this uh, Carl Sagan, Jobs, uh, <laughs> uh, other billionaires in there, and he plays he's it brilliantly. Brilliant. He sounds like Sagan, but he he's acts great. like Jobs. Yeah. But that's, he's created okay. this escape pod that's only yeah. two hundred people, and they offer mm-hmm. it—they offer it, they offer it to, to to DiCaprio's character, and this character who had briefly kind of bought into being famous and being with this mm-hmm, famous mm-hmm. person real there's this moment that he realizes that that's not real that that's yeah. I, those are not the people i want to be with right before he goes to the table so there's also this beautiful kind of moment where where his 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 humanity is resurrected so to speak i mean um he had lost part of it briefly
0: it's and beautiful
1: claiming it It's beautiful. It's kind of like that scene
0: in Places in the Heart, you know, where Mm -hmm. they're all in the church and they're sharing communion together. It's a communion-like scene there Mm -hmm. at the end that, that unites them and they realize what's important. So that same character... The CEO of Bash, uh, that that you were just talking Bash. about, much I once carried.
1: <laughs> I would love to know the story behind why they decided to name it Bash, because it yeah. just feels like there's something. <laughs> there's there, something there, <laughs> <in> there. <laughs> right? So he's also the one who's
0: responsible for the uh, for the actual attempt that might have saved the Earth, uh, not going through because right. uh, he wants to mine the minerals right. because they're worth trillions of dollars. Right. Right. And
1: that, that is so. It's so clear. It yeah. That and people so right now are doing the same thing with Absolutely. climate change. Rather than yeah. affecting yeah. climate change, they're saying, how can I make money off of it? you got all That's the way right. down to remember, and this is yeah. you know, a, a, an ongoing issue. Mm-hmm. Um, because part of climate change is clean and fresh water is going to be harder and harder to get a hold of.
0: It's going to affect your
1: nest there. You, <laughs> you, you're a downer today, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I know it. <laughs> but 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 like think about when Nestle CEO was trying to figure out how to like basically charge for people using natural water resources and and trying to make it a commodity that could be traded and all of this kind of thing. So we have, it's, it's another great commentary on on that, but I'd like to get back to the last supper very quickly. Um, I have one issue with it. Yeah. And, and it plays into an old cliche I have more close friends that are non-religious than I do right. that are religious. It, I mean, my my church is are my friends. They are very much, I love, every, I genuinely love the people at my church. Right. But when you talk about people who are just personal friends, mm-hmm. I have some very strong religious believing, but I have a lot of folks right. that aren't. Here's one of my problems with that Last Supper. Yeah. A- and tell me if I'm being sensitive because I have so many folks in my life who would identify with most people at the table in terms of their approach of religion. I felt like it played into the old cliche that, uh, in foxholes, everyone believes in God. Yeah. You know what? It hit me immediately. Now immediately once the prayer started, and it was just a really beautiful, I didn't like the father part, but the rest of it was just this amazingly beautiful, but I was so caught up until that moment. In the fact that there was this kind of heavy-handed, uh, at the end of the world, everyone's going to believe in God in some way,
0: right? Yeah, and that's true, and it doesn't do justice to the uh, to the folks who don't come from that tradition uh, or who don't who, who don't subscribe to a supernatural being or something like that. I think that's fair. I think that's fair because even though these scientists were saying, "Hey, we don't uh, believe anything right now," there wasn't a sense of, "And that's okay." It was. Right. So can somebody
1: please right. pray? Because please. oh, we just haven't. We had can't but we now yeah, we realize that we, we don't should, know how to we, do it. But we now realize that we should be talking to God, who we don't need yeah. here. Really do. Like <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Right. Yeah, I, that's I right. As it, that like much, yeah. in that's terms good. of in terms of like
0: the clergy circle, the theological stuff. It's like,
1: yeah,
0: but you're right. That's yeah. uh, that's. So one thing before we leave the political stuff, I got then. one more thing I want us to get to okay. too. So Tell you me. go ahead first. Okay, I'm to go first. Okay, so I, I want to talk about the exploitation of classes and mm. classism. Right. So I think that's something else we see from uh, the political side of things here. We see the, the president not only exploiting religion, but we see them exploiting uh, classes as well. Right. And so w- the movement here and the, where the title of the film comes from, Don't Look Up, right, is there's right. a movement not to look up when you can see the comet in the sky. Yeah it's right? a political movement. That, it's a political movement even though the, the you can see it. But, right like if you look up you will see that it's coming. That, and so they're saying don't look at right, what's you know right before your eyes. Don't look up. Yep. Right. And so um they uh, the president says at at one point something like uh, they don't want you to look up because they're looking
1: down their noses at you. At you. <laughs> Great political like writing right there.
0: it's fantastic political like the scientists the educated folks they think they're better than you.
1: that's right uh don't don't listen we've heard that so many times
0: right right and that's uh, so this one of the devastating things right and so people aren't looking up until one rally when it is so close that they can't help but look up and they look up and they're like they lied to us. They've been <laughs> lying to
1: us this whole time. Can you believe well, it? Listen, we listen. haven't looked up and they've lied. Your 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 one last thing plays perfectly into my one last Good. thing. Good. Tell me. In that so the the name of it's don't look up because of that yeah. exact scene that you're talking about. Right. But I think there's a second level of don't okay. look up I'll going on here. here. Yeah. In terms of we live in an age of internet. Where mm-hmm. if you want to know something about uh, something, it's it easy up. to look it up. Yeah. And we have this world. I know that that, that McKay was talking about distracted inaction. I think that there is more willful ignorance going on than distraction, distracted distracted inaction. And so for me, Don't Look Up also has this thing of don't look it up. Don't don't pay attention to the facts. Don't mm-hmm. go find out the information that you could be finding out. Uh, just yeah. be in a state of don't wanting to know or not caring enough to do it and that way. Because if you don't care and you're not aware of it, your life can still be, I'm going to put in air quotes, perfect. You can still yeah. like kind of have fun, yeah. and not worry about stuff. I mean, is, is am I reading too much into that title? I, I had never thought of that, but you're
0: exactly right. That's what they're asking you to do. I don't think I would have come up with that, but I, I love it. So here at the Moonshine Jesus Show, we are encouraging you to look up if yep. there is a comet coming in the sky, or at least look at what's right in front of your face, okay? And look it up whenever you hear something that sounds questionable to you, okay? And
1: in the case of this movie specifically, yeah, look up climate change, understand it, figure out the things that each of us individually can be doing to change it. And right now, uh, look up in your mind, some questions for us. That's right. Cause it's time. It it's is. time to answer questions. Isn't it Mark? It indeed it is. And, uh, we'll, we'll look for your questions. If you ask a question, we can call your name out. That's right. Put it in the chat or the comment section, wherever you're watching. If
0: you're watching live, we want to take some of your questions. When we get back from the drop, Thank mm-hmm.
1: Caleb and I for our questions and answers segment. Uh, Have you seen anything out there that you thought was interesting that we should be talking about there, Caleb? I I haven't seen any specific questions.
0: Uh, uh, So if you do think of some, uh, go ahead and put them in there. Well, I have a question Um, for you. Okay, good. I want to hear it.
1: And, And this ultimately, I think, I think the liberal in me delighted in this movie and it's fine and it's ending and going, you know, this is a great commentary and people really should be like yeah. uh, catching what's going on here. As I got further and further away from it, maybe mm-hmm. backed up and got a, a closer look at it. Yeah. Is this a fatalistic movie? I mean, it feels like it's saying, we're not going to escape this y'all. It like, there's too many people not paying attention. There's too many people being, having distracted in action. There's too many people who having willful, uh, ignorance. Mm-hmm. Is this a fatalistic movie ultimately? I think it's a warning about about the direction we're going. I get headed. that. I get that. Yeah. But in its ending. Yeah. When you think of it purely as a writer. Yeah. Is yeah. it is it say this is how this ends? I think they want to warn us. I'm,
0: I'm hopeful, Mark. I think they want to warn us that if we continue heading in this direction that this is the path we're going to take. That yeah. we may not be able to, um, to if we're not willing to open our eyes, if we're not willing to look up and see what's right in front of us. Remember, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, when, when he has his breakdown on the show, right? He finally stops, uh, mm-hmm. stops all the pretending right. and says, um, look. If you can't see what's right in front of your eyes, what hope is there for us? Something like that. Right. And I and I think that's the warning to us. Look and see what's right in front of you. Look and see where we are. And so I I'm hoping that, you know, we are not beyond saving. <laughs> that you know that Yeah. Uh, well, that and we to, are and at to a your point, point, can, to yeah, your point there's a
1: great question out there by yep. Ellen from Ellen Green. And she asked this question. How can yeah. I, as a non-resourced financially person help? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's great cause I think most of us find ourselves in that position where financially that's not, that's not what we can necessarily, all of us, we, we're not, we don't have enough financial resources to sink into as a major, what kinds of things can folks be doing to make a difference?
0: Yeah, that's a good a good point. I mean, uh, one of the things I think that we can do and that we try to do uh, is to is to vote in a way that, that we are electing people who um, are less like Trump. Right. <laughs> or or Meryl Streep's character in the movie mm-hmm. and, and seem to care more about uh, the common good. Right. Right. Um, and I, I think in terms of the, the actions that we can be involved in, and, uh, you know, Ellen Green is a, a member of my church. Uh, so thanks for doing that, Ellen. Thanks for asking question. And so I think one of the things that we try to do, you know, as a religious community is to try and be active in the world um, trying to promote a, a different kind of world where we are taking care of one another. So, yeah. so that's a great question.
1: And, and, and I do think that yeah. that the, the the show that that is possibly yeah. the main point. There are lots of little things we all can do. We can educate ourselves. We can help educate other people. But as we can a look it up. Individual. What's that? We can look it up. We can look it up. Look, <laughs> look, it look it up, up Mark. Uh, <laughs> But the biggest thing we can do seems simple. Vote. Vote yeah. for the right people. Those right. are the folks who are ultimately going to be able. And I think that's why that we got so much time with uh, Meryl Streep and what was going on. is this intentional, like, look, it's the political people who if they had the wheel, they could have fixed this. Right there in that Oval Office when she said, don't say 100%. Could have fixed it right then and chose not to. So I think the point of, The big thing we can do is vote and we can work at voting. We can go out, we can talk to people, we can register people for voting. We can uh, educate ourselves and other people and then encourage them in those uh, outlooks and that new information about who we should vote voting for and why, particularly around things like um, scientific issues whether it's climate change or COVID, Uh, go out and vote for the folks that you think will show up and actually make a difference. And do that as a religious community. If you're a part of a religious Absolutely. community, don't be afraid
0: to talk about political issues. You know, people misunderstand what the separation of church right. and state means. Absolutely. Like as a religious organization, if you're involved in one, one of our obligations is to uh, take care of one another. And if we that's really true. believe that that's important, loving one another, then that has to inform the way that we live in our li- we live true. our lives. That has to inform the way that we vote. And, uh, and, and don't be afraid to organize around those issues so So, mark i've got a question for you um before before we end okay right last question uh, last question here so what do you think of the ending where the (laughs) the money the folks with all the money the bash ceo and all they've they've been frozen for however long they've been frozen thousands of years right hundreds of years whatever Uh, and they they end up on another planet
1: on the goldilocks planet
0: on the Goldilocks planet, right? And they get off they get off the the spaceship and they get eaten by Brontorox. <laughs> what do
1: you make of the final scene? So I, I thought one, it was very cathartic. I, uh-huh. I, I thought it really was. It was kind of like, okay, you've been with us through this whole movie, you've seen these bad guys who are the somehow are the ones that get to survive. We're gonna yeah. give you this cathartic Carthartic moment where we're just gonna like chomp, they're done. But um it was also a scene of hubris yeah, because rather than being cautious and trying to understand the environment they were in, they immediately went in and just like they do here, tried to conquer the environment without any knowledge, which I think is a big part of this. I keep going back to this willful ignorance. Uh, I mean, in, in Proverbs, just as we're about to be introduced to wisdom, we were told that wisdom is the thing that God delights in daily. So, I mean, and you see these folks who have no interest in wisdom, just yeah. in their hu- own self-importance and their hubris. And so it was both cathartic and this sort of final statement on hubris, their 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 way of approaching things. That's what I, I like.
0: I like your take on it, Mark, because I, I left that feeling like, okay, they gave us the comeuppance that these people deserve. You know, we got to see it. But I thought in real life, these folks don't face any consequences. Unfortunately, continue- you're right. They continue to do the things that they want to do. So I I like your 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 read of that that they <laughs> they go they go in and it's because they continue to have the same kind of hubris that that they end up getting eaten by Brontorox, well, which and- is maybe. It's a great put. Maybe it's a great place to end for today, Mark. What do you, I mean, it's, I uh, that's right. the way the show ends. Maybe we should end with uh, the people getting their comeuppance and getting eaten by <laughs> front rocks. And, hope, and hopefully
1: with not quite as much hubris as they had. I, I hope not. <laughs> all right. Hey, Thanks to all of you who tuned in and who are watching. Uh, we really appreciate it. Make sure that you continue Absolutely. to follow us. Go to uh, the Moonshine Jesus Show uh, on Facebook and follow us there watch for our next drop. We're, we're doing this live every Monday at 4.30. Thanks to progressivechristianity.org for supporting us. Caleb, as always, what a great time, man. You're awesome, Mark. Cheers I to you. you. Here's to Cheers you, to all of you if, out there. The glass yep, Both here. of us
0: have emptied our glasses today. <laughs> all right, That means it's been a good episode of Absolutely. the Move Jesus well, Show.
1: Thanks to you. Thanks to everyone else. And we will catch you the next time on the moon Jesus, Jesus show Jesus